Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast or Radio Show. Coming to you on this Saturday with an episode titled 37 Success Tips coming via my homie Pat Rigsby. And Pat has helped me just as much, if not more so, than anybody uh, when it comes to my business life and the progress it's made over the past decade plus. And these aren't, you know, tactical things. These are foundational tips that can help you be successful in your fitness, your nutrition, your finances, your education, your relationships, and just about everything you do in life. That's why I wanted to drop them on all of you guys today. And admittedly, before I kick off, I am on the struggle bus right now. We are puppy sitting, and uh, you forget that puppies don't really sleep through the night. And especially when we have another dog in our house, it's, uh, it creates a dynamic. Not only that, the pissing and shitting uh, uncontrollably is something else too. So uh, I'm a little bit exhausted right now because I didn't really get to sleep through the night. And so to all the, the parents out there who raise small children, respect to you guys, especially the women. You guys are fucking superheroes, man. I don't know how you do it and still work out and function and, and be a... A human being uh, having to endure that uh, day in and day out. Literally, women are by far the dominant sex. I don't know how us as dudes even think that's not the case because the fact of you even having a kid seems like the most traumatic experience in the world, let alone being the, the main provider to take care of it and wake up with it each night and uh, and still be able to exist on this planet is, uh, is mind-blowing. So I, I look up to you guys uh, to a level you'll never understand. And uh, with that, I do want to say a quick thank you to everybody who sent a message about us paying off our house. It truly does mean more to me than you'll know uh, because that was an emotional tie-in for me. Specifically, hundreds of emails and DMs and messages. I truly do appreciate it. Uh, by far the most commented positive thing I've ever put out uh, in the past 10 plus years. And obviously, I live a public life. And so we share basically everything with you guys. And that was by far the biggest one. And uh, on the same note, also the most negative comments I've received on, on anything, uh, for that matter. And uh, I have a pretty good gauge of, of when we share stuff of what's going to happen. And uh, I have extremely thick skin and uh, born with the DNA of not giving a fuck. So please do not feel bad for me. All the people were like, oh, you know, the people who are hating on you, don't worry about it. Trust me. Uh, I'm not. I take it in stride. Uh, having been on the men's health platform for years and years and years and bodybuilding.com before that, I've had people rip my life apart um, from head to toe, uh, literally inside, outside, how I talk to, you know, you know, body parts, you name it, and, and just crushing me on all fronts. And so this is obviously no different. I know a lot of people, you know, think talking about money is taboo or sex is taboo or religion is taboo and respect to you. If that's how you choose to live your life, I, I'm nobody to judge. Uh, on the same note, like you don't have to follow me in my life and what I do. And uh, if you don't like what I'm doing, you can always just delete and block me from your life. But if you feel you need to write a comment of, of how big of a piece of shit I am and how stupid I am for paying off my house and how you would never share something like that, that's fine too. I, I'm nobody to judge. Uh, on the same note, we share it not to say, hey, look how awesome we are, but it's an outline for people who if you don't want to be in debt, you don't have to be. That's why I share the origin story so much. I'm not some, you know, out of touch, you know, movie star and somebody who's making $20 million a year. That's not who I am. I'm a normal dude. I wake up at four o'clock every day. A lot of times I don't leave here till eight or nine. I work hundred hour weeks and I have so for a decade. And for the first five or six years, I made no fucking money. I probably made about a dollar an hour. That's what it, 
equates to. And you have to die if you want to run a small business. And I've given up everything along the way. I've given up so much free time and more things than anybody will ever know. And I don't share a lot of that because I don't want to be on a soapbox and be like, oh, poor me. It's my choice. I chose to run this business. I chose to call it after my name. All these things, I made this bet, I have to lie in it. I'm not fighting a war in Afghanistan. I'm not, you know, battling fucking cancer, like doing some real hard shit. I'm, I'm running a business. And I work a lot. And at this point, because I've dedicated so much time, effort, energy, and given up a social life and given up free time and, and time with friends and family, I have acquired a set of skills that can help a certain amount of people and that can make a certain amount of money. And all I did was pay off a debt I agreed to pay. Seven years ago, I signed up for a mortgage. I didn't have the cash to pay for it, so I had to borrow money from the bank. And I paid that debt off. And I did it as quick as I possibly could because for me, it meant I can sleep easier at night not knowing I had debt hanging over my head. For me, I know my wife will be more free and more inspired and she won't stress about her job as much and do those things. And if at some point we both choose not to work these 100-hour weeks and not to make the money we make, we won't have to because we don't have debt hanging over our heads. We'll be more inspired, happy people. That's why I shared it. And for all the people who are like, you're such a fucking idiot, you could have took that money and invested it and made more money doing this. Look, I'm a, I'm a smart enough kid. I'm around people way smarter than me every single day. I have advisors and people in my corner who I can bounce things off of when I want to. It's not about that. It's about living a less stress-free life. And sharing it is about saying, hey, if you grew up like I did, sleeping on a fucking bunk bed, broke as shit, having your grandpa having to bring food over to your house so you and your sister can fucking eat, being dead broke your whole life, starting something from the ground up, building it to this, if you can be dead-ass broke 10 years ago and grow up with no money and nothing, you can get to the point that I'm at today. And well, Jeremy, I could never do it as fast as you. You don't have to. If it took me, you know, seven years or if it took me getting serious for it for 14 months, if it takes you 26 months, you can still make it happen. The point of sharing it is to give you an outline and an example. If it's something you want to do, it can be done. Because if two kids who have debt up their ass and aren't making any money 10 years later can change their life, you can do it too. And odds are you can probably do it a lot faster. That's why we share the story. It's no different than when I share fitness stuff here. I share I did this workout with this weight in this time. Well, that's probably not realistic for you either. The weight that I'm using and the time that I'm doing it might not be the same. But you scale it and use it as an outline, an example, if you choose to. That's why we share those things. We do it to help people. That's all this is. And again, I've given up a lot to be here. And all I try to do every single day is do my best to help everybody get to where they want to go. And hopefully the, sh the stories that I share are inspiring to you guys and motivate you to do something. That's all they're meant for. I don't need another pat on the fucking back. I got plenty of them along the way. I'm okay. And I share the thing about, you know, people being overly critical. I know a lot of you guys will read the comments and be like, I can't believe people are so mean. I've lived in this space for so long. If you think those are negative things, you have no idea the amount of shit that we really get every single day. The amount of things that come into my inbox of people telling me how much they fucking hate me, right? That's why, again, we keep a threat folder both here in the files uh, and on our computer in case I go missing someday because if somebody comes to murder me and I become a Dateline episode, hopefully I can make it a little bit easier for the police and they can turn to a Netflix documentary and hopefully my wife gets the money or whatever it is. But all, all jokes aside from that, us public people on the internet receive so much negative shit from people. It's beyond belief. And I'm going to share this really quick and then we'll get to the podcast. Um, 
Emily Sky, if you guys follow her on Instagram, Emily is ridiculously popular. I think the time I met Emily, I think she had like 12 million people on Facebook following her. I had no idea who she was at the time. We're just talk- we're, ra- we're in Palm Springs just chatting back and forth and uh, actually filmed a, a series for Men's Health out there uh, together with the Reebok team. So she was there, I was there, and she's uber popular uh, from Australia, beautiful. She's a mom. She's about to have her second kid. Beautiful girl, super nice. I, I don't have a bad thing to say about her. Um, seeing her in person and watching her stuff, you know, evolve over the years. And she shared a post on Instagram a couple of days ago that she got in her DMs. It's just her taking like a side shot of her baby and her, her, you know, giant pregnant belly. And the comment was, I hope your baby dies. And then see who's going to come post these quotes. And that was the, the response she got. And the next one was, get over yourself, you fuck. And so somebody wrote that. Somebody wrote, I hope your baby dies. Get over yourself, you fuck. Now, she's a human being. She has a kid. I followed her for a long time. There's nothing that she posts that's controversial. There's nothing that she's saying that would offend anybody. And even if there was, there's no place for that. So just know messages like that. That's not the first message like that she's gotten. And I'm sure it won't be the last. And these are the kind of things that we get on a daily or weekly basis from people who just hate us because I don't know what it is. And so the takeaway is don't don't feel bad for me. And understand this stuff does happen all the time. And it maybe it's a thing with social media. I don't know how to control it or fix it. But just know it, it does go on and it does exist. And uh, for some reason, behind a phone uh, and in certain apps, people like to, you know, the keyboard warriors like to comment and say things and, and drag people down. And so if you're a person out there who wants to start a business or you want to share your story about, you know, losing weight or being debt free or your religion or whatever you want to share, understand there's always going to be people who talk shit and say things and feel like you shouldn't share it you shouldn't talk about it and you shouldn't be putting that out there but if you know in your hearts of hearts you feel okay to do it I would urge you to share it because there's always going to be haters and detractors and people who think you're an idiot for doing it and you can't change your mind anyway that's why on the internet I never try to when I comment I try to say hey man here's my point of view here's why we do it and I wish you all the best. And if you don't like me in my life, you can block me and unfollow me and I don't even have to exist. And that's the way I look at it. When we we post things, just for all my business owners out there, I, again, I have a pretty good temperature of, of what's going to happen when we share stuff and what people are going to do and say, and I can live with it and I don't, I don't lose any sleep over it. I look at what we do kind of like Amazon, right? When I go buy a product in Amazon, I look, how many reviews does it have? It has 5,000 reviews and... Almost all of them are five stars, but of the 5,000 reviews, 800 of them are people saying it sucks shit. I tend to go with the majority over the minority there. So if it has mostly positive reviews and there's only a couple people chirping, I'm going to go with what a majority of the people think. And that's kind of how we make our decisions. What I post and what we share isn't for everybody. And every post and every comment and every video isn't supposed to be consumed by everyone. You pick and choose the things you want to take from it. And... That's how we do it. So that's just my quick uh, little chat with that. Just so you guys are clear, um, a lot of things go on in the social media world that I, I think some of you who aren't in the position that we're in don't get to see and hear. So please don't feel bad for me because there are friends of mine and colleagues who are getting way worse stuff on a daily basis. And I don't really understand why. And typically, the bigger it gets, uh, the more of those comments tend to uh, kind of fall by the wayside. And so if you're a creator out there and you want to share and do something, don't be afraid of that. Don't let 
the, the small amount of negative people deter you because there's so much more positivity and there's so much more upside that comes from doing this than the little bit of hate that does come with it. But you have to understand it. And I always say you can't win the internet. And, and the day I knew that really was when I look at like a LeBron James who has done everything right in his career. Uh, there's really not a bad thing you can say about the guy. And, and he's the most criticized athlete uh, of all time, hands down. And so if LeBron's going to get crushed, I got no fucking chance in this world. So uh, with that said, we're going to talk real quick on 37 success tips, uh, which I believe, again, these are foundational things you guys can take with you and apply to every area of your life. If you run a business, if you're in a company trying to climb the corporate ladder, if you're trying to get better with your eating, your training, or just overall be a better human, these are for you. So without further delay, number one, treat others the way you want to be treated. Uh, this goes without saying. Number two, be early. On time is tolerable. Late is never accepted. Again, I don't know if this is a generational thing, but I always share the story of my dad typically would be places 15 minutes early. And if you weren't 15 minutes early, you were late. Now, my mom, love her to death, my mom would be the person who would like, if something was at 7 o'clock, she'd leave the house at like 6.55 and maybe be on time or maybe be a couple minutes late. My dad would never do that. And now my grandpa, uh, my mom's dad actually, before he passed, my grandpa would be 30 minutes early everywhere. So he is like the next level above my dad. And I don't know if that's a generational thing. And the story I've shared in the past is remember when I had my wisdom teeth out, my grandpa took me and I believe the clinic opened up at eight o'clock and it's probably about 10 minutes from our house. And my grandpa's sitting in our driveway at 7.30 in the morning. Now, we get there at 7.40, and there's nobody even there to unlock the doors for 20 minutes, but that's the mentality he had. So be early is the takeaway. On time is tolerable. Late is never accepted. And when you're late to stuff once in a while, if it happens because of life, I get it. But it's the people who are habitually late over time that all it's really saying is that you value your time more than theirs. So you think that their time is not as valuable as yours. So if you start to think of it that way, you know, you have to start honoring other people's time. Number three, do what you say you're going to do. Try to do more, never do less. I love that one. Number four, focus on what you can control. Or as my old boss, Corey Smith, used to say, control your controllables. And I've always said worrying is like a rocking chair. You know, it gives you something to do, but it really doesn't get you anywhere. And I understand a lot of times that's uh, easier said than done. But you can only control what you can control. Number five, learning from the experience of others, not just your own. This is, if I'm good at something, it's modeling, you know, behavior and learning from what other people did, not just from my own experience. And that doesn't always have to be positive stuff. There's a lot of, you know, examples and lessons you can get from people who fuck up and fail and people who stumble and fail and then obviously come back. So... I think if you look around you, the people who you think are doing it the way you want to do it, and not just mean like financial success, I mean like happiness, and people who look like they have a good balance, if that's what you want to have, or if you see people doing what you want to do, kind of mimic the things that they're do doing that are you know admirable, or as we like to say, kind of standing on the shoulders of giants can, can get you ahead real quick, real fast. Number six, live your life like most people do, and you're going to settle for what most people get. Live your life like most people do, and you're going to settle for what most people get. If you want to live an extraordinary life, 
you're going to have to do some extraordinary shit. You're going to probably have to exhaust yourself. You're going to have to push past your comfort zone and beyond, you know, what you think is even capable of you. And I share this like along the way of, you know, just training my physical body or building this business or going through college and school, I couldn't do what most kids could do because I wasn't as smart as most kids. I had to study my fucking ass off for way more hours than, you know, my buddy Kiefer, way more hours than Isaac did. Because why? Those dudes are way smarter than me. They're just, they're naturally just smarter humans. I don't know what it is. Book smarts, they just get stuff that I don't. And I would have to read and read and memorize and memorize and drag my ass to the math tutor and sit there all night and just read over the same materials a hundred times where they could bullshit it for 20 minutes and get better grades than me. So A, you have to understand who you are. I think obviously playing to your strengths, but if you do what most people do, you'll get what most people get. And if you're okay with that, then that's fine. I'm not judging anybody. If you want to be the average of every American, then by all means do it. But if you want to be beyond that, you can't just do what they do. So if the average person makes 46,000 bucks a year and is 40 pounds overweight, and they also you know, sit and binge watch Netflix for 14 hours every weekend and eat and drink like shit, that's where you're going to be at. But if you want to do something beyond that. If you change the daily habits, you can get there. Number seven, trying isn't enough. It's an excuse. Either you're doing something or you're not. Now, I'm all, all a fan of, you know, giving, you know, your best effort. And in a lot of things, you know, we say in the business world, you get paid for done, right? And it's like, well, I tried to do my mobility today. No, you either did 10 minutes of mobility or you didn't. Well, I tried to eat right today. No, no. You either did eat well or you ate like shit. There's no in between. That's kind of how I look at everything. You get paid for done. And you can try, quote unquote, all you want. But at the end of the day, you didn't try to brush your teeth. You didn't try to wipe your ass. You know, you didn't try to put your clothes on. You did it. Simple takeaway. Number eight. You never fail until you quit trying. I truly believe this, and it's one of the simplest things there is, and I guess the way I look at it, you can quit anytime. You can always quit, but it's the people who don't and just kind of keep going and are diligent and stubborn and keep putting in the work that the awesome things tend to happen, and I always looked at it like this. Obviously, there's things that you might start and you're just completely terrible at, but you have to give something a certain amount of time. It's why you can't just jump from diet to diet week after week. It's why you can't try an exercise program for you know 20 days and then just punt it. You have to give it a decent amount of time and let it run its course. And even if you do something and it doesn't work out, it's a learning experience. It's something you can improve on the next time. And to me, you know, real failure is people who just quit and, and you know, oh, this doesn't work for me. I'm just going to give up. And I look at health and fitness and eating in that light like, well, uh, Jeremy, this program didn't work for me. And, you know, tracking macros didn't work for me. So I'm just going to quit. I'm like, well, quit and do what? eat like shit the rest of your life, be active the rest of your life. How's it going to roll that way? Not very well. Number nine, if you want to achieve something, write it down. I'm a huge fan of this. There's a lot of the personal development stuff I might not subscribe to. Uh, I'm not a huge affirmation guy. A lot of things I, I think are kind of hokey and sometimes I think they're bullshit, but the writing things down is real. Every goal I've ever had in life, I've written it down. And I've written myself several notes over the years, uh, both just tactical business stuff, personal stuff with my wife, relationships, places we've wanted to travel, 
goals we wanted to achieve, and they all come true. And when you can see something staring you in the face over and over and over again, if nothing else, it kind of sinks in the brain and sets as a reminder of this is something that is important to you. And if you have to walk by it, we put it on a refrigerator at home. I post, if you guys see my desk on YouTube right now, I have like a million post-its like up in my office that I constantly am looking at and seeing. And they're just reminders of things I want to get done. That's why I'm a huge fan of inspirational quotes posted over on walls and just listening to certain audiobooks and certain podcasts to put me in the right mindset to keep going. And uh, if you see it often enough, even if at first doesn't mean much, you do that shit for six months or a year, it starts to sink in. Number 10, make your goals specific and measurable. The more specific you are, the more quickly you are able to achieve them. So if it's like, hey, I want to lose 52 pounds in how long? 12 months, 18 months, 24 months, you want to pay off your house, you want to get a degree, you want to start a business, you want to write a book, you want to travel a world, you know, where do you want to travel to? What kind of book do you want to write? How long is it going to be? You know, what is the timeline on that? And even if you fall short of that, at least you set it out there. At least there is, again, I look at it this way. If your goal is to lose 52 pounds in a year and you failed miserably and you lost 37 pounds in the year, is that a failure? I don't think so. So again, they're just nice outlines and metrics. And again, if you're specific with those goals and you write them down, boom, now you're winning. Number 11, plan every day. Success isn't an accident. I think this goes for how you spend your money, how you spend your time, the food you're going to put in your body, the workout that you're going to do, and just kind of allotting what are the most important things you need to get done every single day. And one of the hacks I do, which I've shared before, is every night before I go to sleep, I write it down. I have a little Word document that I type out kind of what my day will look like. Obviously, we have a schedule here of what we run by, but I also will do little hand notes of of things, big rocks, little rocks, of what I want to get done and what I have to get done. So what are the things that are non-negotiable today, and what are the things that could maybe slide to the next day? But I map out the day. And I'll say this, I try to make the most of every free minute here. And that's what running a small business is. And that's, you know, why people who, you know, sometimes say things like, oh, well, it's easy for you. No, no. At a normal job, if you work for a giant company, you can probably fuck around 10 hours of the week. So if you work 40 hours, you're really only working probably 30 hours because you're going to bullshit on social media and scroll around ESPN or CNN or whatever you're looking at or bullshitting with your friends or taking a little bit longer lunch. You're going to get the same paycheck either way. I know people who work corporate jobs who can basically punt a whole day or go do three hours of yoga and still get paid the same money or be at their desk just fucking around not doing much and they get the same paycheck. It doesn't work like that for me in this life. I can't waste those minutes because if I'm not doing something to move the needle forward, I'm for surely rolling backwards. And if I don't care about it and I'm not leading from the front, Jacob and Jacob and Monica and Matt and them, they're not going to give a shit either. Why why are they going to work? harder than the guy who's the boss is going to work. They just won't. But if I lead from the front and I set the example, they'll work hard too. So I plan every single day. And even if we're here with groups of people, if I have 12 free minutes in between a group, I'm on DM returns. I'm on email returns. I'm getting some stuff filed. I'm doing as much as I can with every free minute. And I plan that out to try not to waste 12 minutes here, nine minutes here, 14 minutes here. Those little minutes compound over time and add up to be hours and days and weeks over the course of the year. That's how you really start to success hack. Number 12, 
Write out tomorrow's plan the night before and review it throughout the course of the day. Again, like I just shared. Uh, I probably honestly learned that from Pat, um, but I just always found it to be a super useful tip. That way I don't wake up and be like, oh, what am I supposed to do today? Because I don't have a boss and there's no book uh, in this life of how to do it right and what to do it and when to do it. So I basically just make it up as I go. But I find if I have some semblance of an outline the evening before, I tend to do better the next day as opposed to just like, oh, what do I do now? Um, building a routine and a schedule almost like a robot seems to be the best option for me. Number 13. If you want your business to be more successful, apply the 80-20 principle. Now, obviously, in fitness, we talk about this a lot, like, you know, eating, right? And again, I don't, I'm not a huge, you know, it's not my religion to believe that, you know, eat good 80% of the time, eat like shit 20% of the time. But if you want to be more successful, you kind of have to apply that where you're going to give this, you know, I guess, perfect, ideal, max effort 80% of the time. And the other 20% of the time, you're at least doing something. I think there's a sweet spot somewhere in there. And if, if we're eating, if that works for you guys, that's cool. So if out of every 10 meals, eight of them are perfect and two of them are not, you know, ideal, I think you'll be healthier than the average person doing it that way. And out of every 10 workouts, if eight of them are, you know, pretty good and two of them are just you going through the motions, I think you'll be pretty successful there too. So it's kind of a good principle to follow. You could go 90-10 if you're a little bit more type A and a little bit more driven, but uh, somewhere in between there. And again, like every workout can't be perfect. Every workout can't be perfect. Sometimes you just have to do the best with what you got, with how you feel. And I find the people who can do that are more successful than the people who completely just kind of punt it and tank it and give in when they don't have the optimal workout setting or the optimum eating setting. 14, discipline yourself. Focus your energy, your thoughts, and actions on the tasks at hand and eliminate useless distractions. That's the gem. Number 15, schedule everything. Personal time too. Why wouldn't that be as important as an appointment with a client? And this is something we do at our house. We schedule date nights. We schedule time to watch a Netflix series. We schedule time to walk a dog. We schedule time to walk bikes. We schedule time to have sex, and we're not ashamed to share that. We're two super busy adults who have very demanding careers, and we have a lot of things going on with friends and family, and this business, you know, can swallow me up if I let it, and so we schedule stuff like that, because if we don't, you find yourself in a rut, just kind of like going through the motions, and if there's one thing I like in life, it's sex for sure, so why would I not schedule that and make it an important part of my, you know, daily or weekly routine, uh, depending on how tired I am. And so I think that's important for you guys to do. And maybe just what we do at our house, we, we try to be really diligent about little things like, you know, when we come home, you know, give each other a kiss, do the same thing in the morning when you leave, you know, texting each other nice things, leaving, you know, nice little notes and messages, and just really being diligent with the habits and understanding like this, especially if you're married or in a relationship, this is the person that you want to be with. This is your the person they're in your, they're in the foxhole with you every day. They're the only person that you're probably going to share all your stories and secrets with. This is the only person that can really you know be there for you 24 seven 365. So treat them that way and schedule time where you guys can be with just you guys together or just be with your friends or you schedule your time where you go to church or you go do whatever is important to you. I think that's vital. So we do so much of that at work, yet we don't do it in our personal life, which doesn't make any sense to me. Number 16, outsource, delegate, and eliminate things 
that provide a low return on your time and your business. I do this with everything. Uh, there's still a lot of stuff here that I have to do because it's my voice and it's me. And there's a lot of things I don't do here anymore. Like we have an AC and heating company that comes in and services our stuff. We have a plumbing company. We have a cleaning service. Uh, I don't do that. Uh, I'm not good at it. I suck at it. I hate it. Um, these guys do it way better than me. And I can make way more money doing what I'm good at and let them do what they're good at. And it solves itself. It's the same thing about our house. Like We have a pool guy who comes and take care of our pool. doesn't cost that much. And at least that way I know it's going to be cleaned and the chemicals are right. That way I don't jump in it and have my skin melt off because I fucked it up along the way. So I think if you can outsource the things that you don't like and you're not great at in your life and it saves you time, it's all worth it. Same thing for your house. If you're in a financial position where you can have somebody come and help you do, whether it's in, landscaping in Arizona is, is different. It's like in the Midwest, your grass goes to snow and then it turns green. It dies, it comes back. It dies, it comes back. I never put fertilizer on my grass in my entire life as a kid in the Midwest, and it just was green as hell in the summer, just how it worked. Here in Arizona, not so much. They got winter grass, you scalp it, they got summer grass. I don't understand it. My wife does most of it. But if we can learn and outsource that to somebody else, by all means, like let's do it and make life a little bit easier for you along the way. Or if you're a husband and wife and you're both super busy with careers and you got a couple bucks, you can hire a cleaning person to come once a month or once every couple weeks to deep clean your house because you know that's a source of arguments in your home. By all means, go do that. It's the same thing with your car. If your car is you know, a decent vehicle and you don't know how to change the oil or the tires, you outsource those things. Now, if you can change your own oil, that's great. But if it takes you four hours and it takes a guy down the street 30 minutes and you pay him 50 bucks... You can probably go to your normal job and make more money and you enjoy it as opposed to having to do it yourself. Those are the things we're talking about here. Just making your life easier by buying yourself time and avoiding arguments with your spouse or your family if that's what you can do. Number 17, take control of your time. Just because the phone rings or there's a knock on the door or there's an email or a text that comes in your inbox, you don't have to immediately get back to them and give them your time. It's a business. You Within 12 hours or 24 hours, typically the rule we do here. Now, I tend to be pretty quick on the trigger if I can be, but then there's times where I can't. But just because it's there doesn't mean you have to stop everything you're doing and give it your attention. Um, I know we try to have the best customer service here possible, but you also understand I'm a human being and I have a life, and sometimes I have to unplug and decompress. If I didn't, I could return messages 24-7, 365. There's never a time when there isn't emails coming into my inbox or Instagram DMs or Facebook or texts or calls or Infusionsoft or MindBody or whatever it is. We're constantly inundated with questions because we reach so many people at this point. But that doesn't mean I have to give them every second of my life and you guys are the same. The one takeaway is this. You pick and choose where the balance is for you. I don't know. But there'll always be more emails. There'll always be more phone calls. There's always going to be more messages. And if you run your own business, there's always going to be shit you can do. That never ends. And if you work for a giant company, it's probably the same. They can always give you more work to do. You have to draw the boundaries of where you need to draw them. Number 18, tell the truth. There's no such thing as a good liar. Pretty self-explanatory. Number 19, listen more than you talk. Uh, probably one of my favorites. I'm an introvert, so naturally it works for me. And uh, as the saying goes, that's why God gave you two ears, you know, and one mouth. So you can listen more than you speak. And also be the person who actually listens and hears what somebody's saying. You actually are hearing 
and processing what they're saying. You're not just waiting for your turn to talk and coming with a response and cutting them off halfway through. Really listen. Take a second, process it, and then give your feedback. Number 20, accept. There is no get-rich-quick solution. And the only shortcuts that are working, they don't work for long. And I think working hard and learning from your mistakes and others' mistakes is the best way to be successful. Um, I don't know anybody who got rich super quick. In fact, I don't know anybody who makes a lot of money um, financially who did it fast and did it easy. And even the people who are high earners, like we have my guy in this morning, he's a dentist, uh, dude's lost like 100 some pounds with us, it's fucking amazing. Uh, you know, he's a dentist. He makes, you know, good money, but people are like, oh, it must be easy for him. It's like, oh, he just works, you know, Tuesday through Friday. No, no. You're a dentist as a technician. That's the skill you do. You went to school for 10 years. You went to school longer than anybody else went to fucking school on the planet for. It's insane. And then you have this skill that very few people can do. And you're working on their teeth, which involves nerves and uh, pain medication, anesthesia, all these things. It's, it's a really, it's a high level skill. I don't envy it at all. I think it's a terrible job. I mean, they get paid, you know, they get paid, they, they deserve all the money they get. It's, it's not easy to do, but that's the technician. If they run their own practice, they're also running a business. And so I work with him today, this morning at Saturday, he came in here at 630. He was already at work on Saturday morning in his office doing paperwork, putting in work, getting things done. And people don't see that. They don't see, oh, you're not open on Monday. They think you're just at home chilling. No, no. You're putting in the effort in the hours and hours and hours that nobody sees. Not to mention the education, the continuing education, but constantly working and trying to move the needle forward. So again, when you look at people out there, oh, so-and-so must be nice for them. They make so much money. Even if you don't see them working a ton live, I promise you there's so much more that goes on on the back end that you've never seen. And these people are sacrificing more than you know to get to where they're at. Number 21, it's not only about you. Help others get what they want and you'll get what you want. Be a problem solver. I shared an email on Friday in our newsletter. Side note, if you guys are not on the email newsletter list, hit me up. I'm happy to add you to it. I send out three emails a week minimum, uh, sometimes four, five, six emails a week, depending on what's going on in my brain. But I wrote, if you want to make more money, help more people. If you help a ton of people solve their problems or make their life easier or buy them time, you buy them energy, you buy them you know, freedom, you take away their stress, you're going to get rewarded for it financially. So stop when you start a business or you're trying to help somebody, or you're working a job, stop saying, you know, hey, what can I get from it? Approach it from what can I do for them? How can I help them? How can I make their life easier? How can I give them great information or solve their problem or educate them or inspire them or motivate them? And in return, they will reward you by probably buying your product or service or working with you somewhere down the road. And if not, guess what? You put a lot of awesome shit into the world. And I believe in karma. You throw a lot of good stuff. Good stuff tends to come back to you. Number 22, be nice genuinely care about others success and happiness probably the most important things you can do in life in general just be a nice human and generally care and give a shit about people and understand everybody's a real human and while you might see people and they might look like they have it all together you know they're financially doing well they're fit they're attractive everything seems to be great they're a human they have faults they have flaws they have insecurities 
they have fuck ups, they get sad, um, they cut, they bleed, they cry, they get emotional. They're probably very similar to you uh, at their core. And so I always tend to be a nice person and I try to genuinely care and give a shit about other people, even people who are complete assholes to me and complete fuck faces and, and say horrible things to me and tell me I'm the biggest piece of shit that's ever lived. I feel bad for them because they're suffering inside and they're hurting inside and something that I'm doing is making them feel a certain way and making them either judge themselves or be overly critical, overly negative, and they want to project that onto me. And so I swallow it uh, and I take it. And, you know, if that's the cross I have to bear to be this person, then I'm totally fine with it. But I try to be a nice general human because I never know what people are going through. I never know what they're suffering from, so I try to always give them the benefit of the doubt. Even if they're just an asshole because they're an asshole, um, I'm not going to change who they are. I'm not going to change their mind, so I just try to be positive and keep things moving. And I think you guys should do the same. Number 23, surround yourself with successful people forever. Number 24, make every interaction a win-win if you can. Or what I like to say, be a fountain, not a drain. Give more than you take. Give 51%, take 49. Always, you know, be the person lending the hand, try not to be the person, you know, reaching for the hand. And there'll be times where you need help for sure. But if you can always try to help and give more than you take, you're going to win in everything in life. Number 25, focus on getting 1% better each day. Small improvements add up. Just like compound interest in your finances and your physique and everything else you do, If you just try to be a little bit better human every day, awesome stuff's coming your way. Number 26, sell people what they want. Give them what they need. Uh, We do this in our business for sure. We sell people what they want, and once they're here, we still give them what they want, but we also spoon feed them what they need. So maybe they like the high-intensity, sweat-dripping, melt-your-face-off stuff, but I know they need mobility, so I'm going to build it in, and I'm going to spoon feed it to them, and I'm going to choke them out with it because they have to. And they wanted me to say and share some sexy recipes with them and some fun things they can eat and do to make their life easier. But I'm also going to give them what they need and tell them they need to eat vegetables. They need to get quality sleep. And so we call it, you know, not just sizzle and steak, but in essence, it's that. You, you sell them the sizzly stuff. And when they get in here, you spoon feed them the steak. Number 27. Mean what you say. Plain as that. Be sincere with your comments. Number 28, take responsibility. If you make a mistake, own up to it. No excuses. Um, Have extreme ownership and accountability for your actions and what you do. And if you do, people understand. You know, we're all humans. We all fuck up. We all do and say things we shouldn't at times. And if you took a snapshot of the five worst moments of my life of things I've said and done, you look at me and be like, man, Jeremy's a piece of shit, dude. And it could be at any age. It could be at age 32. It could be at age 16, age 24. It could be last fucking week for that matter. Um, that's why I'm not a huge fan of judgment and, you know, judging a book by its cover or taking somebody from a snapshot of their life because we all have faults and we've all done and, and said things and wish we could take them back, whether it be to more often than not, probably to friends and family, you know, like my wife and I, we, we've said hurtful things to each other for sure over the past decade. I think anybody who's married hasn't because you know their pain points, you know how to dig at them. And, you know, as soon as it comes out of your mouth, you wish you could have took it back, but you can't. And so if you make a mistake and you do something wrong, just own up to it and make no excuse for it and just move forward. And 
people are forgiving and people understand that for the most part. Obviously, there's certain things, you know, that are outside of that. But I'm talking generally speaking, most things we do are, are forgivable and uh, we can move past it. Number 29, failure is part of the process of being an entrepreneur. Accept it, learn from it and move on. Failure is a part of being a student. Failure is a part of being a parent. Failure is a part of being a husband or wife. Failure is a part of being an athlete. You're going to lose. And there's far more lessons in the losses and the failures than there are in the wins. And it's hard to see that when you're in it and you take a huge fucking L and you're crushed and you're crying and you're emotional. But once that, you know, day or or week passes, it can be your greatest gift if you can use it and, and harness the negative energy and turn it into a positive. Number 30, change is inevitable. Embrace it. Um, people say they don't like change. There's nothing you can do about it, especially now in the digital technical world that we're living in. Things are moving and shifting so fast we can't control it. I'm sure, you know, the taxi companies didn't see Uber coming. Blockbuster didn't see Netflix coming. You know, uh, the world's just shifting and it's going faster than we want. You just have to be willing to roll with the punches and understand, you know, you're getting older too. Uh, things in your body are going to change. Your hair will probably get a little bit thinner. You'll probably get a little bit uh, wrinklier. Um, if you don't keep eating right and exercising, you probably get a little bit chubbier. And uh, you probably can't get away with, you know, drinking and eating as much shit. And you probably can't abuse your body as much because it won't bounce back as fast. I mean, there's just certain things where change is happening and you just have to evolve. It evolves. You probably got to work a little bit harder and be a little bit more diligent. But if you embrace it, you'll be okay. Number 31. If only is dreaming. It's not reality. And there are plenty of opportunities in reality. Focus on those. People say, well, if only I had this. If only I had that opportunity. If only I was born here. If only I had that. It doesn't matter. You can't control that shit. I understand of where I rank and about the seven, eight billion people on the planet. I got it pretty fucking good, man. I'm pretty lucky. And I didn't always see it that way. Um, I thought my reality was one thing and you know, it was another. And, and again, I also understand there's a lot of people who have it way better than me. They're genetically way more gifted. They're way healthier internally. They're way smarter. They've had way more opportunities. They've met way more people. But we can't control that. We can only control what's in front of us. And we have to focus on the reality that we're sitting in and what we can do with it. And I believe this. In this day and age, a lot of people will bitch and complain and whine. That's just a defeatist negative fucking mentality. And you can get mad at me for saying that all you want, but you live in 2020. You have the internet. You have a smartphone. You have almost endless opportunities to be able to create the life that you want with this thing in your hand. And if you're not seeing that, noticing that you're missing one of the greatest opportunities that's ever been in in mankind, I believe that. You guys, without these phones... Without these applications, without an iPad and a MacBook, I couldn't have a podcast. I wouldn't be able to talk to you. You won't be hearing me right now. You won't be able to... Think about this. If you would have told me as a kid... I was born in 1983. If you would have told me as a kid in 1990, I'm a 7, 6, 7, 8-year-old kid, and you said, hey, Jeremy, there's going to come a day where you're going to have a phone where you can record video and audio, and you can search the world, and you can type in something, and it'll finish the fucking sentence before it comes up, and it'll give you the answer. It'll basically make your dumbass a genius. 
If you would have told me that at 7, 8, 9, 10 years old, I would have shit my pants. I remember I remember using Ask Jeeves for, for the people who are old like me. Ask Jeeves was the thing you went to. This dumbass butler you'd ask, and the fuck guy didn't know half the answers anyway. And that's what we used for search. There was no Google. I used computers as a kid. I was doing Oregon Trail. You know what I'm saying? Like, the world just came so fast. Like, the opportunity that exists today that wouldn't have existed for me if I was born 20 years earlier is insane. Like, the opportunities that I have that my dad never had, the opportunities that I have had that my mom never had, it's lunacy. I've been able to build a life because of the internet and do things and touch you guys and talk to you. And by that much, I've been able to learn things and see things and go places that I never would have been able to go from before. So again, you live in a reality where so many things are possible today that were never possible before. So don't waste them looking for the perfect situation. Number 32, we are not judged on what we could have been. Rather, we're judged on what we actually become. We are not judged on what we could have been. We are judged by what we actually become. So go out and do it. Number 33, life isn't fair. Get over it. We know that. Some people are born rich. Some people are born poor. Some people are born, you know, with no physical issues. Some people have a ton of them. Some people have no mental issues. Some people have a ton of those. Some people are born into abusive families. Some people are born into, you know, terrible countries and different situations. That's not fair. I don't have an answer for that. But you can't control that either. You can only choose to get over it, make the best of the situation you're in. Understand, if you're listening to me right now, you can fucking win at scale. Drastically. Don't hate on anybody who's doing better than you or you think is winning or doing something that you can't do. You have the same opportunities as anybody else. You really do. And... In this day and age, if you're passionate about something and you're willing to work your ass off for it, you can be successful. And again, I understand in corporate America, things aren't fair. Um, I still think there's an inequality for race. I think there's an inequality for men and women. I really believe that. And I'll, I'll do anything we can to change it. But is it fair? Fuck no, it's stupid and it's dumb. And I wish it was different. But if it isn't, all you can do is work hard and be so awesome and so amazing that people can't ignore you. And just keep things moving forward. And again, control what you can control. Number 34, don't dwell on the past and don't live in the future. Focus on today, in this moment. And that's all there is. There is no yesterday. There is no fucking tomorrow for some of us. There's only right now, the moment that you're living in. And if you put all your effort and focus into that, good things will come your way. Number 35, half of success is showing up. Do the work day after day after day. Don't get distracted. That's how you become better than everyone else. Consistently putting in the effort over and over and over again. And it's part of the reason why I share my origin story with you guys so you know it always hasn't been super easy for me and it still isn't. I have to work really hard to try to give you guys quality information and content and help the people here that we help. But I consistently show up and do that. And I consistently just try to give the best effort. And that's how you become a leader in your field. That's how you climb the ranks. That's how you get the things you want to get done in life. It's the people who consistently show up. It doesn't matter if you can be awesome one day a week. Can you be awesome every single day? Can you give your best effort consistently over time and just keep showing up? It's the person that never quits is the person who fucking wins. 
It seems overly simplistic, but it's true. If you consistently showed up to your job, consistently showed up to run your business, and gave your best effort every single day, I'm not saying it's going to be Amazon. Jeremy Scott Fitness will never be Amazon. Jeremy Scott Fitness will never be fucking Apple. I have no dreams of doing that. I'm not smart enough to do that. I don't want to take on the stress that's involved in that. I just want to live a healthy, happy life and, you know, give back to people as much as I possibly can and have fun doing it along the way. And the only way I know how to do that is consistently just show up and just be the best I can and make myself the best person possible and be as transparent and as giving as I can with you guys. And that's half the success, just you showing up. And then once you're there, just max out. Just max out your effort that day. Go home, sleep, recharge, and do it again the next day. Number 36. Today is the best day to start anything. Procrastination is contagious. Wait until tomorrow and you'll find yourself waiting until next week, next month, and next year. I'm going to repeat that because it's one of the more powerful things that I take with me every single day and I want you guys to as well. Today is the best day to start anything. Procrastination is contagious. If you wait until tomorrow, you might find yourself waiting until next week, next month, or next year. Don't put it off because tomorrow isn't promised and you'll find yourself on this place called Someday Island that I meet so many people who come in here or they'll message us. Well, Jeremy, someday I'll start, you know, working out. Someday I'll start eating right. Someday I'll save money. Someday I'll pay off my debt. Someday I'll travel the world. And the sad thing is for a lot of those people, someday never comes. They become trapped on this place called Someday Island in this kind of purgatory of fear, not wanting to take a leap or or take a jump or take a risk and do something that's going to actually change your life and make it better. They think they'll always have time for it. Well, in the health and fitness world, right? Time is working against you. Um, After the age of probably about 25, things get a little bit tougher, right? You get a little bit older, a little bit softer, a little bit wrinklier. You don't bump backs as quick. You're losing mobility. Maybe some strength is starting to go. Things get harder along the way. So today is the best day to start anything. The next best time was the day before that. And unless you're Marty McFly and you go back in the future, you're going to have to focus on today. And if you do that, you'll be successful. Stop putting off things and thinking you're going to have forever to do them because I promise you, you won't. And one of the biggest things I see from people here is when they come in at 50 and 60, they spent their whole life, you know, doing something else, neglecting their health and their fitness and how they move and feel. And now they find us at 50 and 60, 100 pounds overweight, 50 pounds overweight with 14 different health issues, trying to buy back their health. That's a shitty place to be. Or the person who's 70 and 80 and has so much fucking regret in their life because they put everything off thinking they have more time to do it. And now they're slowly running out of time. Don't be that person. And number 37, if you're waiting for circumstances to be different or perfect, you're in for a long wait. There is no perfect time to do anything. Stop waiting and start doing. Now, I understand there's seasons of your life. And if you're $100,000 in debt, you probably just can't quit your job today and start a business, or at least I wouldn't advise it. But You can take the first step to getting yourself out of debt if you want to go start a business and run that way. And again, if you're waiting for, you know, hey, I have to be married by this date. I have to have kids by this time. I have to do that. There is no right or wrong time for any of you. And there is no perfect time or perfect circumstance that's a blanket answer for everyone. Each of us individually has to choose when those things work for us and when you want to take a chance and when you want to, 
work hard on this and delay this. I don't have an answer for that. But if you're waiting for the perfect time to start eating right, if you're waiting for the perfect time to really start getting serious about your health, if you're waiting for the perfect time to save money or to start a family or to get married or to travel the world or to start a side hustle or a passion project, you're in for a long fucking wait, man, because there is no perfect. You have to stop waiting and at least start doing or planning or putting the first pieces into play to make it happen. Otherwise, you'll be waiting your whole life and you'll end up like the people we just talked about on Someday Island, wishing they would have done more with their opportunities and their time. Don't be those people. So those are the 37 success tips you guys can apply to your business, to your fitness, to your finances, to your relationship, and just about everything else, courtesy of Patrick Rigsby, who, again, has helped me in my business life just as much, if not more so than anybody else. Puts out a lot of great content and uh, just admire the dedication and wanted to drop and share that with all of you guys today. So... Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Any questions for me, always you can shoot me a message, hit me up. I'm happy to chat and record it. And if you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Scroll all the way down. Drop me a five star. Leave a comment. I truly would appreciate it. If you think this can help anybody, please share it with friends, family members, because it does go a long way. And obviously, if you're on iTunes or your MacBook, open up the iTunes icon, click ratings and reviews, hit five star, leave a comment. It means the world. And uh, got a bunch of fun stuff coming on the pipe here later for you guys this week. Uh, but if there are any requests or things you guys want to hear, I'm happy to record them and share them with you. And uh, got a bunch of other fun guests and people as well we want to bring on to hopefully provide you guys as much value as possible. So, again, I thank you guys for all the support and the positive messages. It means the world to me. Um, I, I really can't say thank you enough. Uh, even just, you know, reading one or two positive messages and, and comments really does uh, fill my cup uh, more than you'll know. And, and it keeps people like us going. Because we're always going to get the negative shit and people telling us how much we suck ass. But for every person who thinks I'm the worst human on the planet, I get 10 people who say I'm amazing. Um, it keeps you going and it keeps you inspired. So I, I sincerely thank you guys for that. And uh, until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.